0: welcome back to the in pencil podcast i'm adam and i'm jess and on this episode of the in pencil podcast reliant k starts a new tour the nintendo switch online n64 update has been out for a month an analysis of the play and just defends die hard as a christmas movie i suppose hey adam yeah
1: did, did you know that like i've been thinking about this for a while And of all the songs I've listened to, when an artist says their own name in a song, it's usually like uh, them talking about themselves. Like Eminem saying Eminem or Marshall Mathers or DMX saying DMX, you know, um, know, whatever. Uh But... Is Need to Breathe the only one that actually used it as a phrase when they said, I don't know how much air I need to breathe in something beautiful? I may have screwed up those lyrics quite slightly, but they used their own name, but they weren't referring to themselves. Are they the only artist in history to do that?
2: Hmm. Possibly.
0: I'm thinking.
1: I'm sure they're not. There's been so many songs, but how many how many artists have done that?
0: I don't know. Have have the Beatles ever referenced Beatles in their music?
1: Not that I believe. I mean, mm. I'm not. I don't. I haven't listened to every single song they've recorded, but I've listened to a good chunk of them. Um, I guess Pink has probably said the word Pink in a song. I don't think so. And not referenced her. You don't think she's ever said the word Pink?
0: Was, no, no. I don't know why would she, she would not feel the need to. Reference a color.
1: Well, I mean, colors just come up all the time, right? Uh yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a common thing, people seeing color for the most Hmm. part. Uh but yeah, there's there's a weird question, is how many bands have referenced their own band name or artist name in a song without referring to themselves? Have said their own band or artist name without actually talking about themselves. Like saying it's Maroon 5 on the track, but saying there are Maroon 5 times I understood you or something dumb like that. I don't know. I haven't no, listened I to Maroon 5 in a very long time. What band could do it?
0: I can't think of one at the moment. and I don't think that exists. I don't know.
1: You know what would be great? Hmm. Someone do it like a song where it's like, I ripped my shirt. I need a tailor swiftly.
0: Right, I'll send that
1: lyric to the Just so Taylor you know, Suck I'm, I'm
0: face palming.
1: Uh, I'm literally <laughs> There has to be another artist besides Need to Breathe in the song "Something Beautiful" who has said their name, not referencing themselves. But that—that's my uh, I don't think question so. to the to the universe. Can you think of another time where any artist has done that?
0: I I can't, in all honesty i can't
1: jars of yeah. clay even did a song about where they got their name and instead of using the term jars of clay they used the term earthen vessels
0: right i was the- thinking about that I I, I I was thinking if anyone would do it, it would be a, a christian band but i don't
1: uh. uh relying k had a song called k-car
0: yeah, and they did say is, Reliant,
1: but they never said the term Reliant K in the back to back.
0: Yeah, I thought about that briefly as well, and then I was thinking, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I,
1: no. I, I can't think of one. We'll, we'll try to see if we, can, if one pops up. But since we're on the, since we're talking about Christian artists specifically, uh, uh, Reliant K, let's just get into uh, some interesting news that just came out literally this week as we're recording. We are recording the. Uh, for me, the day after Thanksgiving.
0: And for me, um, the day after the day after Thanksgiving.
1: Also known as Thanksgiving part three. I don't know. Uh, the U.S. Thanksgiving, we should say, not the Canadian Thanksgiving, which happened a long time ago, like back in early October, mid-October. I don't know when it takes place. I'm not Canadian. And I'm sorry if you live in another country and you have a term called Thanksgiving where you celebrate it as a holiday. I don't know. Them. Um can't know every holiday.
0: You know what the disappointing thing about this Reliant K tour is?
1: Oh, yes. Reliant K is going on tour. Is the, is the the thing that we're uh, referencing?
0: Right. I mean, I said that at the beginning. But it's, the, it's that it starts in February in St. Louis, and then it ends in April in Nashville. And all of it is before I get back.
1: So, so Adam's going to miss the Reliant K first tour in how many years?
0: Oh, several. I think at least four or five. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I am, I'm curious if, I don't know if I'm going to go or not. We'll see. Uh, It depends on, you know, COVID stuff because they are, they're doing it in Nashville, but they're doing it at a venue that is, I, I, the only time I've been there was standing room only.
0: That's, that's exactly, all of these venues are that way. The pageant okay. in St. Louis is that way. House of uh, Blue Chicago.
1: Yeah, it's indoors. So, yeah. So we'll see if there are any terrible COVID variants at the time. Uh, if there aren't, maybe I'll go. If there are, I don't think I'm going to risk it for Reliant K, no offense. Uh, well,
0: then you should, uh, you should buy tickets, and then if you decide not to go, you should sell them for an increased price on ebay or something like that
1: uh, first of all i don't think you sell tickets on ebay i think you sell them on like stubhub
0: <laughs> oh i've seen people say it's tell e- tickets on ebay before
1: that seems Surely. like a dumb idea but i could be wrong it seems like oh uh, no. as long as it's I should talk in we need to talk about stubhub later because i do have a story about stubhub actually and spruce and selling tickets and all that
0: Hang on, I'm but, gonna see if they sell. Let's see concert tickets on eBay. I'm looking on eBay right now. That'd be
1: interesting. Uh, I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying that'd be a weird place to sell your concert tickets.
0: There are the first. The first hit is uh, two tickets for BTS concert at Sophie Stadium for eleven twenty seven, which is today. So, yeah, <laughs> that
1: exists. Uh, I, I do like the idea of Adam telling us a little bit about his search history because what comes up for you? <laughs> would oh, it's, be based on <laughs> I just
0: searched on I just searched for contract tickets on eBay, and that's the first yeah, thing, yeah, yeah,
1: and it, you don't think it knows like some of your search history, so it's looking into that to see what better caters to what whatever. you're whatever. <laughs> and then it comes up with uh, oh. not that there's anything wrong with BTS. I know nothing about them They're uh, I don't even know what about this... bam. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know that much about them. I don't even know what BTS stands for. I always thought, I was like, why is everybody talking about behind the scenes?
0: But, I don't know. I think BTS actually stands for behind the scenes. Really? I don't know. Actually, that would be... Since we're talking about
1: it. Have they done a song where they say the term? Behind
0: the well, scenes? Well, they'd have to
1: say BTS and... Oh, no, what, it stands what?
0: for... Wait,
1: what? Wuhan... Is that right? No, that's China. BTS is Korean. Is
0: it stands BTS? for Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna completely jack this pronunciation up, but it stands for Bangtan Sonyeondan, which literally means Bulletproof Boy Scouts.
1: <laughs> First of all, what? <laughs> This Give it cheap. up for the um, first of all. Uh, this is cheap, if you hear really. some weird noise in the background, my, my heater just kicked on. So I just want to say that. Uh, um, just... <laughs> it
0: literally stands for Bulletproof Boy Scouts.
1: So, first of all, the background noise is my heater, or, or Adam's still laughing. Second of all, which is more importantly, Hold on it's the heater's kicking on. We're are oh, you not going to comment moment. on this name? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting to that. I'm just waiting for the heater to kick on because <laughs> and you can't turn it off until it turns on because you know it's already started. But anyway, second of all, why does Bulletproof Boy Scouts sound like the uh, the uh, other name that Green Day was thinking about going by?
0: <laughs> Green Day.
1: Does that not sound like that would fit Green Day? If Green Day had the name Bullets. Bulletproof Boy Scouts would you not be like yes that's definitely their name
0: mm, I don't know I kind of like it as, the, as a K-pop group name actually oh
1: it's it's great it's a great name <laughs> to me I think this is the best name I've ever heard of a band uh, I'm kind of sad that they don't call themselves by that in English speaking countries because yes uh, but BTS okay I get it you have your own thing but Bulletproof Bulletproof Boy Scouts is a great name, and I feel like that's a punk band. That should be a punk band in the yeah. U.S. in the mid-90s. But no, none of us that. thought of it. Nobody, None of us, as if I was in a punk band in the mid-90s, I was not well, able to do much in the mid-90s. <laughs> I think,
0: I wonder if the name Boy Scouts is trademarked. That could be a thing.
1: Maybe you could spell it B-O-I, like Reliant K spelled it. With an E instead of
0: an A. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if the name the name Boy Scouts is trademark because of the organization. Probably. But,
1: yeah, you would have to do some weird stuff with it.
0: But uh, yeah, Boy- I'm gonna start calling them Bulletproof Boy Scouts. If I ever re- reference them in conversation, they're definitely getting called Bulletproof Boy Scouts, not just BTS.
1: It's That's great. Funny. It's, it's it's a perfect name. Uh. There have been a lot of terrible names of bands out there. There are a lot of terrible names for bands out there. Uh, some of some bands out there has have to. You think have has referenced their name in a song without actually talking about themselves. But we're still. I'm still not thinking any. Uh, but bulletproof boy scouts. Give it up to BTS. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Y'all didn't know that this whole podcast was going to be about uh, BTS.
0: So honestly, uh, also on eBay. Right now for December 9th is two tickets for Kanye, Kanye West and Drake at uh, Larry Hoover Benefit concert. I have no idea where this is, but yeah. uh, okay. oh, it's in Los Angeles. Um, uh, let's see who else is on here. Concert tickets for Luke Combs is on here. Billie Eilish, Chris Stapleton. There's a lot of like, tickets, yeah, so you can't okay. sell contract tickets on eBay. You just got Casey no. Musgraves, so, Drake and Kanye West tickets, Genesis. Oh, Genesis. Uh, remember them? But,
1: yes, I wonder if they've ever said, this is the Genesis of our band. I don't know. Maybe Wham has said the word Wham in there. Oh, right. today I lost the um, Speaking oh you know of what, Lamb, you know
0: it comes close though. Cool. If if the Rolling Stones ever did a cover of Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone, then Ooh, that would come pretty close.
1: That is true. See? I don't know if it counts, but uh because it's 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 close enough that I would give it. it like a Rolling Stone, eh, you know. Yeah. Maybe they say Like a Rolling Stones just because mm. they wanted to, and they're the Rolling Stones, they get away with it. I was going to say I lost the, uh, the uh, Last Christmas game today where you go as long as you can in the Christmas season without hearing the song Last Christmas. Oh, I heard it today, so I lost. What version Day did you after th- uh, It was Wham. Oh. It was the uh, original old school. I also watched Psych 3. Uh, I love psych movies and the psych TV show and they did a funny parody called um, Previous Holiday What is Psych it's a 3? St- psych 3 is the third movie of the based on the TV show the hit USA TV show Psych starring James Roday Rodriguez and uh, Dulé Hill and Maggie Lawson and Timothy Odmanson
0: mm-hmm. Nope, nope Nope. But there is a TV show that I am looking to start watching at some point in the near future. A few things, actually. So the whole thing I said in the beginning about the topics we're gonna cover, that was probably complete bullshit. So you can Yeah,
1: yeah. We 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 were just saying that we the dumb thing we did was we actually said that at the (laughs) beginning. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to go back and record those, but we just decided to do it at the beginning. We did talk about Reliant K. Oh, I will say real quick before we get on TV shows, Jars of Clay is doing a Christmas show here in a few weeks. You can watch it online. You can Really? Yeah.
0: Is it uh, you have paid to watch it online? One of those pay yes, things?
1: minimum $5, I think is what it is.
0: What's the link I, I- for that? Jars of Clay... Concert online.
1: Franklin Theater is where it's taking place. You can also go in person. I have always gone to the Jars of Clay Christmas show in person. I don't think we're going to, I'm going to do it this year because just safety. Don't really want to risk it for Jars of Clay. No offense. I really love Jars of Clay, but you got to pick your risk. And I'd probably risk it for Spider Man No Way Home before I'd risk it for Jars of Clay. I'll watch it online
0: if I can, if if I'm awake for it.
1: Yeah, it's at like 7 at night. So, Or 2. It, there's a 2 o'clock show uh, local time. So that'd be like 10 your time.
0: Yeah. Maybe we'll see. No. Uh, yeah, if I find a link for it, we'll, we'll put that in the, in the description.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Um, go to their...
0: I'm on their website. I can't find it. Well, it's not on tour, their website. They never,
1: they never update their website. Go to their Twitter. It might be on their Twitter.
0: I did see that uh, they're still selling the Live of Vanilla vinyl for $50, which is really steep for a vinyl.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's on their Twitter. Um,
0: oh, I see it. Secure.franklindeater.com. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that vinyl is like a special edition vinyl. I actually got it on a, a last year's show as part of a package, and I actually have it right here. Oh. I'm moving out of the way. I was going to do an unboxing for it, as you can see.
0: Yeah, you need to do an unboxing. Yeah, I do want, you to, want see- to see it. No, it not, no, you- no, not on. Not for me right now, but do an actual video unboxing so that I can put it up as a video for in pencil music um, on YouTube.
1: Yeah, we haven't had many in pencil music videos recently, have we?
0: No, I was thinking about redoing my Blink Way 2 and Angels and Airwaves ranking because Angels Nairwaves put a new album out. And I don't know when we're going to see a new album from Blink 182. So I was thinking about redoing that, but I just haven't really had the motivation because it's hard to nerd out about things by yourself. You know?
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll you're have there. to do it online and I'll just be like, uh huh, uh huh, I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not really a that, blink that, fan, but Yeah. That that is a band that exists. It is. Maybe they said if you blink 182 times, you know the rhymes. No,
0: but if you listen to uh God, we're all over the place right now. If you listen to Travis Barker's album, um Give The Drummer Song, which is a, a rap album, but Travis Barker isn't rapping, but he's got rappers on it and he's just producing and doing drums and stuff. Like he always does for everybody. But there's a verse by Twista on the song, Let's Go. And Twista says, um, Hang on, let me find it real quick. Yeah. Twista says, Blink 182 times when you see that Twista with Travis Madness. Kind of like a savage ravager. So, yeah. Mm, Twista says Blink 182 in the. And then also, if you listen to the Chainsmokers uh, closer with Halsey, uh, Halsey says Blink 182. She's talking about the song I Miss You. She mentions Mm. the the, Blink 182 song I Miss You. No, not that song in particular, but she says that Blink 182 song. And that's what she's talking about is the song I miss you.
1: I thought of another great lyric that could work if he, I don't know if he still raps, but here is the lyric I have, and it sounds like something he would say, at least back when he did rap. You think my skills are a myth? Give me a sword and I will smith. (laughs) Does it not sound like something he would actually (laughs) say? Uh, I
0: suppose, I guess.
1: Maybe in the lost and found era. Definitely.
0: <sighs> oh, boy. All right. We really fall off. The uh, uh, yeah,
1: I'm just <laughs> going to keep coming up with lines that would work for <laughs> random. Give me a band. I'll come up with a line for them.
0: Give you a band. Uh, let's
2: see. Um, I'm trying to
0: think of a band off the top of my head.
1: I- I've got one. What if Weezer said the word tweezer in a song? Would that count? Because they're technically saying their name, but they're saying it inside another word.
0: Uh, I don't think that counts. Uh, Fallout Boy. (laughs) Now, in Fallout Boy's case, there's um, a song called... um, What is it called? Fallout Boy has a song. What
1: you're, what Go you're ahead. thinking about that? Yeah. I'm wondering, like, I don't want you to fall out, boy. Stay in the, put yeah. your seatbelt on. But what, what if Fallout Boy is actually not referring to themselves, but they're like, it's like that comic radioactive man in a sidekick, Fallout Boy.
0: No, 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 no. What if no, they no. did
1: that? You know, I mean, where they got their name from?
0: Hang on, hang on, hang on. I gotta find this real quick. Uh. So, they have a song called This Ain't a Scene It's an Armed Race, right? You've heard that song before, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's um, so, there's a, a version that a remix that Kanye West did. And there's a lyric in, in Kanye West's verse where he says, One thing I gotta call out, boy. Take a look at Fallout Boy. Since they ain't black, when they get money, they don't ball out, boy. Uh, they just buy tight jeans till their nuts hang all
1: out, boy. <laughs> so here's a question that I re- I legitimately have to a bunch of people: What? Why do y'all think Kanye is actually a good rapper? I do not see it. Oh, <laughs> these aren't good lyrics, people. <laughs> They
0: figure ye dress tight, so we gonna dress tighter. He dress white, so we gonna dress whiter. So in spite of anything you've, so in spite of anything uh, you might have seen or heard, this seems absurd. Word.
1: <laughs> so I didn't see a TikTok recently. We have a TikTok. We have TikTok by the way at mpencil.live. Uh, yes. We do music, video games, sometimes random pie-related um, media. Uh, But anyway, I was on TikTok the other day and someone had pointed out that if he said bar for bar, Weird Al is as good of a rapper as Eminem. And I take it one step farther. Weird Al might be the best rapper out there because only Weird Al can actually keep up with anybody else's rap. That's true. Like nobody else can mimic anybody else like Weird Al can, which means that in order to do that, he has to be good at all types of rap, Right.
0: Yeah, I would never underestimate or underqualify Weird Al's talents at all.
1: And somebody else pointed out in another in a like comment section was that Weird Al like dogged Eminem with the whole lose yourself couch potato thing, like went after him. Eminem has made diss tracks for much less, but not once has mentioned Weird Al.
0: No, of course not. Eminem
1: Eminem is afraid of Weird Al.
0: Do you remember? There was a time when, oh, uh, what's the comic dog? The the little
1: insult the tri- triumph the insult comic dog. Yeah,
0: yeah, made fun of him, and Eminem started like talking about him in in music videos yeah. and stuff, and like punched him in the face on some video or some in TV yeah. or something. So, yeah, he got pissed off well, at Triumph for that, but not Weird Al for. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: always assumed that the, his beef with uh, Triumph was actually just staged. Oh. I, I, I always thought that was just uh, made up for, you know, to make it look bigger. But yeah, like he's gotten on to, he's like talked about Christina Aguilera for saying something that turned out to be true. Christina Aguilera says, I hear he's married. And Eminem, like, writes it in a song. He goes after boy, he went after boy band so many times, which is like the lowest hanging fruit (laughs) for a rapper. Come on. Uh, uh, Just, you know, but he has never once gone after Weird Al. Why? Because he knows what everybody else knows. You don't mess with Weird Al. Weird Al's too powerful.
0: That's true. And Weird Al has a very talented uh, band because his band that he tours with has to uh, flow between all these different genres of music seamlessly during yeah. live shows and stuff we're not as a force yeah. to be you asked to be working with yeah
1: yeah the fact that he the fact that he used this skill just to do parodies let uh, let us know that we live in a world where he did not use it for evil. he could have used this for evil, he could be out there Kanye-ing it up, but he did not <laughs> or um, uh. Yeah. Or whatever. We, we. I don't want to get too much into the negative. Or who was it? Travis Scott type terrible stuff.
2: Oh yeah.
0: But, yeah, Travis Scott.
1: Yeah, and Drake. Drake was a part of that too.
0: If you don't know what we're talking about with Travis Scott, just look up like recent news about Travis Scott concerts or something, and yeah, uh, and then uh, develop an um, internal hatred for.
1: Everything that is, uh... yeah, you've got to have crowd control, and he did not. And it, and I, all I've seen since then is every single other artist who of that of a giant magnitude who has crowd control.
0: Yeah, Eminem has crowd control. Oh
1: yeah, I've seen like five videos of showing Eminem's ability to control a crowd. Yeah, yeah, like this isn't you can't. This isn't the 1970s. You can't pull a Rolling Stones with uh, using the Hells Angels type stuff. Yeah. Like, you've got to be better than this. I've been to Bonnaroo three times in my life. And Bonnaroo has like 80,000 people in just an open field. And I never once felt unsafe being in the middle of that. I was like in the middle of it when Paul McCartney, that was probably the closest I've ever been in a packed house. Paul McCartney was playing in 2013. And I never once felt unsafe. It was... Safe, and nobody died yeah, in that uh, I mean, somebody may have died from an overdose or yeah from because that happens unfortunately at uh, festivals a lot, but not not to crowd crush or whatever they I, call that
0: I did watch a, a a documentary not a documentary, I guess it's like a short documentary about um woodstock ninety nine and about how Ooh. Uh, that whole disaster, and they blamed so the real issue was that it was such a corporatized event. Like they wouldn't let people bring in their own water and yeah. they wouldn't let people bring in their own food and they were selling balls of water, like $10 a bottle and shit like yeah. that. So like, then they blamed like red hot chili peppers and Limp Biscuit because of the, the crowd getting all yeah. pissed off and setting things on fire. But really they were pissed off because it was such a, a, a overtly corporate event that, uh, yeah, and it was hot, and people were passing out, and people did die yep. at Woodstock '99. Yeah, yeah, I a, mean, yeah, yep. uh,
1: yeah. Woodstock '99 is one of those things where I, I think we talked about this because I watched. It was. Uh, did you watch the HBO version of the thing on it or something else? There's been a several, but no, I watched. I watched one just, on HBO. It
0: was just a YouTube, like short, short little YouTube uh, um, think piece about it.
1: There's one on HBO Max that gets into a lot of the culture and what was going on. Of- like late nineties culture and a lot of issues that led to just kind of that mind space. And it was, it's a very interesting documentary that gets into a lot of this, uh, the issues, other issues going on, but it does get into the fact, like we blame Limp Biscuit for that because they were easy out and everybody just went with it. Everybody just said it's Limp Biscuit's fault. And we're all okay with that. And we all just assumed it was, and that may have actually ruined them as a band. Not saying they needed to be a band anyway, because, but if you notice, like they hit their tr- height and then they started falling off. They kind of were there, but they were, they well, will what never actually, be that,
0: that didn't actually do them. So the issue with Woodstock was they blamed Limp Biscuit, even though Limp Biscuit's set was the day before all the real violent stuff happened. Like the real violent stuff happened on the final day, and Limp Biscuit's set was on the second day. Yeah. Um,
1: they d- Limp Biscuit did not do proper crowd control themselves they agitated the crowd which is a dangerous thing to do
0: yeah they did but they weren't the ones that were were responsible no no no, them. easy scapegoat scapegoat
1: yeah nobody was i mean there were the people responsible or the people is you've got to get the people who decided you don't give out free water and you don't clean out the toilets right Uh, right right you've got to provide
0: enough toilets for people that are there Yeah, and yeah Uh, And you
1: don't put and and for goodness sakes in the middle of the summer you do not put a festival on hot asphalt on an airport. Yeah, Yeah. that is so dangerous and deadly.
0: Yeah, like people did die during ones like '99.
1: Yeah, as I said, I've been to Bonnaroo three times, and people do die because of drug related. Events, which is really hard to keep under wraps they do as best they can and they've done better over the years but one of the things that they are really uh B- bonnaroo and like other places that do this type of thing is to make sure water is freely available and easy to get to yeah and to make sure that there's a vibe in the crowd and Bonnaroo does that, or did, I haven't been in years, but did this very well about making sure it's a friendly vibe, that everyone's cool and chill, everything's okay, we're all in this together just to have fun. We're not here to fight, we're not here to like, hit to get mad and angry, we're just here to have fun and listen to really good music and just high-five each other. That's the thing, you'd high-five and you'd sing Just a Friend, that was the thing they did. And it was just this idea of like creating this atmosphere sphere like we are not going to do anything violent because that's going to get a lot of p- problems and so we're going to do everything we can to make sure y'all ain't violent
0: so did bonnaroo allow you to bring in uh food from the outside food and water uh, from the outside or like coolers no. or something like that no
1: no uh, a lot of that got into uh, uh obvious risk of dangerous of stuff of what you could bring in
0: oh okay yeah so but they- you got f-
1: you did they have get reasonably food.
0: priced food like was it reasonably priced
1: the food was like you could get like a big old thing of food for like ten dollars like a big old um a plate for big ten dollars <laughs> big old i don't know it was like a po-boy plate and stuff so i remember getting that one time you get tacos for like six dollars
0: okay so it's uh, not too too yeah it price. wasn't
1: um the alcohol was probably a little overpriced as it should be because you want to discourage alcohol at a hot festival during the summer for obvious reasons, because it could be dangerous because you drink too much alcohol. You're not paying attention to yourself. And you don't, you don't, I mean, there are a lot of people that say you don't die. You don't dehydrate from drinking alcohol, but what you do is, and I'm not getting into that. I'm not a medical doctor, but I've heard a lot of people say alcohol has water in it. You're still hydrating yourself but what it also does is it just makes you make poor decisions and you're not paying attention to your health and your needs. And if you're overheating, uh,
2: yeah. hmm.
1: which you need to know if you're overheating, same with like LSD, which is a, a uh, and, well, not LSD. Molly's was big at Ponero and Molly's will overheat you. So their big thing was drink water, drink water, trying to make sure everybody's drinking enough water, because if everybody drinks enough water with the type of drugs that were being used in the time that I went like, the drug scene changed over time. You wouldn't die if you are just keeping well hydrated, like Molly's and beer and marijuana. Now, if crack gets in there, it's a totally different story.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, that's a totally different thing. Like, I know, like, the scene has changed. Heroin's been there, and, you know, heroin's its own problem. Um, it's also the type of bands that play.
0: Right, right, right. I've never
1: been there when Kanye was there. I didn't go, so... <laughs>
0: I didn't know Kanye
1: played Bonnaroo. Or... He played it twice. Once infamously because he refused to get on set on time, and then he came back and they let him back for some reason. And that was the same year that Jack White played, and everybody's like, Kanye was all about himself. Jack White was all about the festival. Yeah, and as, that's something as to
0: be ex- as can be expected.
1: Okay, so we are gone way off topic. You were talking about TV shows you wanted to watch.
0: Oh, there's a show called The Lost Symbol. Um It's oh, a yeah. Dan Brown show that I'm looking forward to. I haven't started watching it yet, but I heard about it, and I was like, oh. So it's like, I don't know what it's about. I don't know the whole, the whole premise behind the show, but I know that it explores uh, Masonic it,
1: symbology. Yeah, it's Dan Brown, so it's taking uh, – Yeah. Uh, it's taking a college entry level course of uh, religion, and it's uh, adding a bunch of uh, modern day history channel crap on top of it that's not is real it? that people oh, Dan Brown's stuff is all made up. None of this is real that his stuff that he says.
0: well, no, what I'd heard was that there a lot he has a lot of um uh, real or or true references to like Masonic symbology in the show. I mean, he
1: he knows terms. Like in everything, I mean, I've not seen the show, but I just know like Dan Brown stuff. It's people are like, "Oh my goodness, this is totally what actually happened." It's like this is not actual research how it works.
0: Well, nothing on TV is true. Yeah, so that's the thing you have. So let's talk about ghost hunting for a minute. Oh my goodness,
1: (laughs) ghost hunting is so funny. Yes,
0: but the issue is that a lot of people who watch ghost hunting TV shows think that the approach that ghost hunters in ghost hunting TV shows take is a true and legitimate approach to scientific research of the paranormal. Uh, and it's, it's not because a lot of the shows are like staged. Like if on the, on the show ghost hunters, if one of the people has, has a reaction to an event or a sound like a knock or something, and the reaction isn't exciting enough. The producers will have them go back and do a retake of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, like, I used to believe it was all real. I, th- I fell into the trap when I was a kid. And then as time went on, I was like, oh, wait, this is all fake, isn't it? They're faking Everything all Everything on this. TV is fake.
0: Everything yeah. on TV is fake. Reality TV I, shows are fake. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, bel- I I actually like thought no because they're they're doing good like Ghost Hunters. They'd go out and they did good. They'd helped out people, and they're like, oh, we understand, and we're trying to help you figure out when it's not a ghost. And they'd have those scenes where they're like, there is no haunting, everything is fine, and those were cool. And I thought, ah, they wouldn't do those, but they're doing those because it beefs up the ones where there is something wrong.
0: Right, right, and it's it's not it's never about helping first of all people who have who have experiences like that they call history channel or what are the channels that do it um
1: sci-fi is sci-fi like still doing it is travel sci-fi channel, still channel
0: sci-fi no science channel there's a science channel right that's the one that had um les stroud survivor man on it right science channel yeah. they
1: are all part of,
0: they're all part of the discovery network all of them yeah history travel science uh discovery channel there's a few others they're all part of, like the discovery network so i'm just going to lump yes. them all into the discovery channel um but yeah they, they all the the purpose is to i would like for them to do to do a show or it shows what ghost hunting is actually like, and it just shows people just sitting around waiting for something for three hours.
1: <laughs> it's It would be like a TV show. My favorite is like uh, where they show like hacking into the web or hacking. They're like, okay, we need you to hack into this. And always in TV shows, it's like doing this really fast in real life. It's like, okay, let's see if this works.
0: You mean on a, like a, what was it? The, the Jurassic world. Um, Fallen oh, Kingdom yeah. where they return to the island and the nerdy kid, what's his name? I can't remember his name.
1: I haven't seen Fallen Kingdom, but I uh so
0: they get to the island and they have to break into a bunker. So the kid like plugs an Ethernet cable into like a conveniently located panel on the outside of the bunker that happens to have an Ethernet jack on it and is able to hack into a in like bunkers, se- too.
1: <laughs> do you not keep an (laughs) ethernet jack around everywhere like it's always there like there's one right here on my on the back of my cell phone yeah (laughs) just Just conveniently
0: he acts into the bunker in like 2.5 seconds and yeah how very yeah
1: and i guess it's the same like they needed to be fast and instead of just like Oh, uh, oh yeah, you can't see this, but I am now looking at my fake watch as I'm just yeah. sitting here because yeah, that's what real life is a lot like. It's but the issue with so
0: much more boring. But the issue with, with ghost hunting shows and the issue with like reality TV in general is that for most TV shows like this Lost Symbol show, I can go into this show with a sus- suspension of disbelief uh, just because I'm interested in the topic that it's covering. So I'll go do it and see what it's about. that's fine i can go into jurassic world and think about it the same way yeah if you go into ghost hunters or ghost adventures or any of these other or any reality tv show whether it's hgtv uh yeah i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a line cook at mcdonald's oh and i'm a cashier at walmart we're searching for a house our budget is 1.5 million (laughs) dollars
1: the thing about those things they've already bought the house before they even do the show they have to have already bought the house that is what is so wild is like they're like which option are we going to pick we're going to talk about it you've already bought the house you're talking about which of these three houses you're going to pick when the house is already bought i just wish one time they're like we're going to buy option one and the producers behind there like are you sure about that because you do realize you bought option two like three (laughs) months ago <laughs> or my favorite is some have been lived in those houses for like six years already, and they're pretending to buy them again. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. Sorry, I, I've heard a lot of background on that. And but I think you have the to same go into goes, a,
0: like, but you have to go into every TV show. My, I guess my point is like, if, I think there's an issue with 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 people going into reality TV without I a suspension of disbelief, and then having that be passed off as how the real world actually operates.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's. Simply not how the real world actually operates.
1: And another thing similar is like whenever you watch a documentary, documentaries are trying to sell you a story. Yeah. That means you have to figure out what are they trying to sell you and why? Because a lot of times they're giving you evidence that only say their side of the story hide and it could only be a very small amount and hiding a whole lot of other stuff. Yeah. We and they always have a villain in them. Documentaries always have a villain. It's like the Britney Spears documentary that came. I did not watch it, but like mm-hmm. everybody's like, Justin Timberlake's the villain here. He's the bad guy. And I'm like, the sis, they were all part of a bad system. I don't know if you can blame him for the whole system. They were yeah. all being screwed over by a lot of people.
2: Yeah.
1: He was young and dumb. So was she. They didn't know what they were getting into because they were young. They were like our age, basically. So stop trying to put, paint him badly just because he went, came out successful from the system and she didn't like, that doesn't mean that he was the person He was the bad person. Somebody else made him successful and made her not successful. Yeah. The people behind the scenes are the bad guys in a lot of this stuff, not the ones you think they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's generally true of most yeah. everything. Yeah.
1: You you don't know who the people are actually running the show or the people are doing this. Most of us don't even know, like, when it comes to who's the president of Interscope. People
0: don't uh, know. That. Oh, God. What is you his probably name? Do. I actually do know that. Uh, I can't remember his name, that top of my head.
1: But you, but everybody may know, like, the person who owns Taylor Swift's old songs or whatever it is, the reason why she made the Taylor.
0: John Jake. Made- Jimmy Iovine. That's what I was thinking. Jimmy Iovine.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Iovine. Yeah. Okay, maybe he's a little bit more famous because of his partnership with Dr. (laughs) Dre. Yeah, he wasn't at the time when he first got into. it. He he worked his way up because he got so famous because of him making some really great deals. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Iovine, the guy who's responsible for most of the rap we know today.
0: That's true. That's actually true.
1: Uh, Yeah. He may have actually created the East Coast West Coast feud, for all we know. Just because he knows it'd sell more. I'm not willing to go down that rabbit hole. Oh That's yeah, theory. I didn't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm I, I, just for y'all to know. I don't actually believe that. So I should probably <laughs> be very honest, because I know conspiracy theories are all the rage now uh, for the past three thousand years. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't actually believe that. Uh, I don't know what started the feud. It's just probably a lot of things. There are a lot of factors that start uh, a feud uh, mm-hmm. and
0: jealousy. Mainly, you know. Mainly gangs, honestly. Mainly Gangs,
1: money, and uh, fame.
0: Basically. Yep, that's it.
1: And so. that's how it always goes. But is. anyway, what is, what's our next thing? Uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Let's talk about that. Okay, wait, let's wait. talk about... I want to plug this. December 3rd. Uh, the next season of Jurassic World Camp, Cretace- Camp Cretaceous on Netflix.
1: Yes, um, if we're plugging things, I I, I want to plug this my phone in oh, okay. to the outlet, you which it. conveniently has a Ethernet cable here. So i want to hack into that. Yeah, you should. You I want to hack into, into uh, the mainframe, the electric comfort. We. <laughs> 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 I was watching a show the other day. I was watching Murder She Wrote. Uh long story won't get into it uh and there was a guy on there who was like a super smart guy and he's like i hacked into the fbi mainframe just to see and i I learned this thing and he just throws that out casually (laughs) to some other people like he hacked into the fbi mainframe come on people this was in the 80s i should say like no one said they've hacked into the mainframe in like 20 years the only people who should be hacking into the mainframe are the people from reboot
0: i don't know what reboot is
1: Oh, my goodness, you don't know the TV show Reboot from mm-hmm. the 90s?
0: No. Oh,
1: Adam, you had a terrible childhood if you'd ever watched Reboot. Yeah, I said it.
0: I spent most of my childhood hanging out with you
1: and Donnie, so... It, I mean, you know... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you had a terrible childhood for a different reason. Right. Not your childhood. That was like your adolescence, so... Okay,
0: fine. Yeah. But, My childhood, I I spent playing Super Mario World pretty much.
1: Okay, so maybe you didn't have a terrible childhood, but you missed out on a reboot, but anyway. Oh well. Okay, so it this this being literally um, for me, at least uh, 30, 29 days till Christmas Day? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could technically say it's already Christmas. Um, and if season. you're If you're a very high church, Christmas Day is only the start of the 12 days of Christmas. So Christmas goes until Epiphany on January 6th. I am not high church, so I don't do that. Uh,
2: Okay. What? Just Just
0: Die Hard?
1: Die Hard. So Die Hard, everybody always says that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I'm not saying it's a great Christmas movie, but it is a Christmas movie. Why? Because it takes place during the holidays and it's about a family reuniting. And uh, it's about a guy. Who goes through, get this, there's Hmm. a guy who has to fend off robbers to get back with his family who he has been separated from. Another guy steps through a lot of glass. It takes place at Christmas time and there's a holiday party. Yes, I am talking about Die Hard and also Home Alone.
0: So Die Hard is Home Alone, basically. Die Die Hard is Home Alone. Grown grown up Home Alone, pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you say Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, you should might as well say Home Alone is not a Christmas movie because Home Alone does not need to take place during Christmas holidays. It could take place during the Fourth of July, and it'd be the exact the same plot. I don't know why everybody is plot. so
0: up in arms about about qualifying something as a Christmas movie or not. It's not like having the title of Christmas movie is some uh, some grand accomplishment that only certain only select movies or, or select things are eligible to accomplish it's not like it's some grand award like who gives a shit like <laughs> yeah
1: well i mean it's always weird that people are like this is not a christmas movie i'm like you know it takes place at christmas it's a christmas movie if it mentions christmas if it's a there's some idea of christmas being in the background it can be a christmas movie that's what makes a christmas movie a christmas movie is just about i don't even know what a christmas movie is about a lot of times it's it takes place at christmas and it's about family or reuniting or uniting in some way. And Die Hard does that. Home Alone does that. Love Actually does that. And all three of those could be taking place at any time during the year and still work. Not as well, I don't think, because the thing about Christmas movies is what makes them work is they work at Christmas, so they hit into the nostalgia feels. Mm. And that's why they work. You take Die Hard out of Christmas or Home Alone or Love Actually, they don't work that well if it's summertime. Yeah, but we go back and rewatch them every Christmas. You don't go back. Nobody's watching Valentine's Day every year. Valentine's Day is the or uh, or is it leap year? Leap day? I don't know. I think it's Valentine's Day. It's a movie that's basically the a different holiday for Love Actually, but it doesn't work like Love Actually works. How love Actually works. I've never seen any either of them, so. It doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) Love Actually is a famous Christmas movie. Um, Or like The Holiday or something. The Holiday. Is that the one with... uh, um, What's his name? Jack Black and some other people that I've already blanked out. Anyway, so that's my Christmas movie rant uh, that... Let's stop gatekeeping. Let's just stop gatekeeping in general. Yeah, why
0: are we gatekeeping... Uh, uh, Christmas movies, you know, yeah. yeah, anyway,
1: like we Christmas, yeah, encompasses everything. First of all, what is it? Uh, Jingle Bells is actually a, a, a I believe, a Thanksgiving song that got co opted by Christmas, really. Yeah, I think it's Jingle Bells. Really? It takes place in a very different world, you know, like dashing through the snow. at at thanksgiving but you know i can hear some people saying that but if you're if you're like me and adam and you grew up in the south we heard a lot about it snowing on christmas and we never really saw that I, i've got snow
0: i've seen snow on thanksgiving before i remember that
1: Very Vividly. Uh, I've seen,
0: yeah
1: yeah it's not something that happens often like normally now we get snow in like january or february and that's it We do Mm -hmm. not get snow here in before Christmas that often, and if we do, it's just barely there. You're not dashing through any of it. No, it's gone before the afternoon. See, but so Christmas songs. uh, We're going to talk about. Wait, were we going to talk about Christmas songs? Sure, we we could talk about
0: a few of our favorite Christmas songs.
1: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about our favorite Christmas traditions, which is basically our way of saying our favorite Christmas songs.
0: Oh, traditions are different for me. My favorite Christmas
2: tradition, uh, it used to be going to
0: Oklahoma and hanging out on the ranch in Oklahoma. But I can't do that anymore because we don't have the ranch anymore. But
1: I mean, you can, but you probably get arrested.
0: Hmm, trespassing is the thing.
1: Uh,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, let's see, Christmas songs. I have a few. I do too. Uh,
1: do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first?
0: Sure. Okay. <laughs> <Capital> <laughs> that was Lights, not a yes or no question. <laughs> Capital Lights, his favorite Christmas story. It's about uh, a guy who meets a girl in his youth and then uh, on, on Christmas and then gets separated from her and then meets her again as as a nurse on his deathbed like uh, 50 or 60 years later. It's a pretty pretty tear-jerking story.
1: Yeah. What is this, Christmas Shoes? It's like
0: Christmas Shoes, but better. Christmas Shoes is pretty good, though.
1: Oh, I hate Christmas Shoes.
0: But it's nice. It's a nice story. I I like songs that tell a story. And... This one does. This one's actually really good.
1: Oh, accidentally started playing a Christmas song. Didn't mean to do that.
0: His favorite Christmas story, Capital Lights. We're going to make a playlist, and I'm going to put it in the yes. description as well. Of First most Spotify. of these
1: songs. Not all of them, unfortunately. All
0: right, what do you We'll yours? get to that.
1: Okay, uh, are we just going one at a time, or are we going to do multiple ones?
0: Oh, we can do oh, multiple. Which, I guess I got to few Yeah, more. I think
1: we just go through like five or six or however many.
0: Rob Thomas, A New York Christmas. Uh, it's pretty well written. I don't know. Yeah, it's a Christmas song. Uh, Amber Lynn's cover of "Christmas Baby, Please Come Home."
1: Oh, I love that song. That in general, I've never yeah. heard that version necessarily, but I just love that song. So well, I like Amber Lynn.
0: Good. I think I've said that before on this podcast, but
1: maybe once or twice.
0: Third Day's uh, "Born in Bethlehem." Obviously, it's about Jesus being born in Bethlehem. On Christmas Day, it's kind of convenient that Jesus was born on Christmas, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> I mean, it makes uh, it, it makes things so much easier that he was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh,
1: so we're, we're, not, we're terrible at these shows.
0: <laughs> There's a, a version of Santa Baby, which features Run DMC, Mace, Puff Daddy, uh, Snoop Dogg, and a few other. Rapper's from the
2: 90s. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Uh,
0: the cover of Happy Christmas War is Over by Sent by Ravens from the uh tooth and nail Happy Christmas Volume Five compilation.
2: So
0: this is Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the uh The Blink-182 Christmas song, I Won't Be Home For Christmas, you know that was going to make the list, because if you know anything about Blink-182, they have that one Christmas song, and it's really good. They actually have three Christmas songs now, but that was their first, and it was amazing.
1: And that was the one that mentions how many times they blinked. No, sorry.
0: No, no. It does mention uh, going to prison and getting um, molested by a guy named Bubba, though. So (laughs) there's that. (laughs) Uh then there's That's Weird amazing. Owl's The Night Stand I went crazy. Do you know I'm sure you're familiar with that one? Yes. Yeah. That
1: reminds me of another song that I forgot about. What another Weird Owl one? No, another uh Christmas funny song quote that I it's not on my list. I don't think it's a great song, but it just reminded me of it. Sorry. Uh, we'll get to it.
0: And Maybe. then the last my last selection is actually Two songs that I grouped together. It's Reliant K, uh, Silent Night, Away in a Manger, and that's one track. And then I Celebrate the Day. So if we listen to it on the album, um, uh, either Duck the Halls, Bridge Your Hands, or what was the name of that album that they put out? Let It Snow, Baby. So,
1: Let It Reindeer.
0: The songs are. Solid Night, Wayne and Major runs into I Celebrate the Day. The transition is beautiful. I don't know how else to describe it. It's amazing. So I grouped them together. So they're in there. Yeah. Those are my one Christmas of the, song picks.
1: Yeah. One of the two times I've seen Reliant K was at a Christmas show. So they played, I can't remember what Christmas songs they played, but they did play like one or two. Yeah. In many years. Uh, they did have someone going around putting like, doing some weird like stuff as they were singing a song like with uh what are those things called those they're they're shaped like a hook candy canes oh (laughs) he's like just sneaking around putting candy canes everywhere that's all i
2: remember
1: (laughs) 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 that was okay i'm gonna go with some of my favorite christmas songs yeah so ever since i was a kid to me the christmas didn't begin until uh until the, I heard the song Silver Bells. Okay. And so Silver Bells is like my favorite classical Christmas song. And the version I really love, and as I said, we couldn't put everything on Spotify because this version is very hard to find, but you can get it on YouTube. And it's uh, Humming House, if you know the band Humming House, from several years ago when they did a live version at Eastside Manor, they did a Silver, Val- Silver-, Silver Bells version. And it's my favorite version
2: mm.
1: of the song. Uh, that I mean, there are a lot of terrible. John Legend's version is so terrible, but we won't get into that. I don't know if you ever heard. It's it, it it takes a nice solemn song and makes it like a jazz big band song. I'm like, no, that's not mm. what the song is. Yeah. But Silver Bells, Silver Bells, Humming House is my favorite. Sings my favorite version of it. I don't even know if they're banned anymore. Uh, but anyway, Uh another one of my favorite songs is. Uh, from the Jars of Clay Shell album that came out a few years ago mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. called Wonderful Filling slash Oddline Selling odd Selling, mm-hmm. whatever. The Wonderful Filling, which Filling is uh, sung by uh, Liza, I think I Think she sings it. Uh, and we'll hear more about her when we talk about our top songs of 2021 um, later. But it's I just love the song. It's like uh I can't remember in the lyrics, but I just love that version of the song. Uh, the Bare Neck Ladies album, Christmas album, is amazing. Yeah, it uh, is. But, but my favorite on there has to be Elf's Lament with Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé, however you pronounce the name. Which is oh. funny because it's basically about elves going on strike because Santa's treating them poorly. Such a great song.
0: Isn't that kind of what uh, The Night Santa Went Crazy is about? Or not? it's about Santa going on strike because... Yeah, uh, he wasn't appreciated. Yeah, this is about elves.
1: Oh, unionizing.
0: Okay. Nice.
1: And they also have like some serious songs, like Green Christmas, which is the
2: that's the Grinch is, song.
1: Uh, and Footprints, I really like on theirs. But um, Jars of Clay has a song called Uh Someday at Christmas. Okay. That I really love. Uh. It's about how maybe someday things will be better. Uh, so, and then I can't not finish without. Uh, well, no, I'm going to do one more. Sorry. After that um, quick one, Rudolph, the red nose Ranger by Jack Johnson. He has an extra verse that basically talks about how Rudolph was treated poorly. And then suddenly they all needed him. And it is him saying, I'm not going to do anything unless you actually uh, say you're sorry. Nice.
2: <laughs> Which love I that. love. And, uh
1: yeah but it's uh jack johnson uh rudolph the Red is very dear and he has an extra verse in the song that just uh gets back at not just like haha you're a jerk we need you because that is an abusive relationship if someone makes fun of you a lot and then suddenly <laughs> says we need you and you do and you do the thing and they don't seem to care and nothing seems to change that's very abusive yeah and Rudolph, and Santa's a very abusive person in the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer story. I don't know if you've ever watched the t- movie, the old movie. He is such a jerk. He's a jerk in all those, in all that, those uh, stories.
0: Um, Hold on, while we're talking about Rudolph, have you heard the DMX version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh,
1: <laughs> I was about to say something very terrible, and I don't know if I should uh, or not. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, does he fight dogs in this one?
0: No, I don't think so. He just barks and and does his grunting and does whatever DMX does.
1: For those of you who didn't know, DMX was notorious for having dogs fight all the time. Very bad. Yeah. We can, you can both like DMX and know that he did some pretty terrible things.
0: You can... Like a lot of people will note they did terrible things. Yeah, That's pretty much the yeah. world we live in, so
1: Yes. Uh, so <laughs> next up, uh, Tim Mitchin I don't know if you know who that is.: yes, Australian Yeah, Australian singer. He has a song called "White Wine in the Sun." He's a um,
0: comedy. He's a comedic.:
2: uh, Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah But uh, "White Wine in the Sun," he's an atheist. The song's about being an atheist in a lot of ways. I'm not an atheist, but uh, he. He makes a uh, there's a lot of great points that atheists make about Christianity that I agree with. Um, mm. There are a lot of problems, but he had, the white wine in the sun is such a great song talking about how much he loves Christmas, even though he doesn't. He says, I, I really like hymns, but the lyrics are dodgy uh, is one right. of the lines. And the song, it, it builds up and it gets to the point where he's talking about his infant daughter. At Christmas for the first time. Like how she's going to be, this is her family now that she's going to be around people who are going to take care of her for the rest of her life. And the first time I heard this song was a few years ago, actually. Like this song has been around for like 10 years, but I mean, I've heard it. And then like shortly after I heard it, I had a daughter. (laughs) Mm. uh, And it was like, oh, this song means so much more now. Like here are the people you're going to be around. Here's your family. And these are the people that are going to care for you. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a pandemic, so it's like, yeah, you know, the, the people on the TV think those are the people who care for you Right. <laughs> that you can't actually see. Uh, it was like uh, there are several of her family members she didn't meet until this year, but when she was like two. Uh, but yeah, I love that song. And then I'm going to end on uh, Reliant Hayes' "The Twelve Days of Christmas" because classic. It's a classic. I love it because what is a partridge? What is a pear tree? They seem like pretty terrible gifts to give which is from the lyrics
0: Reliant K's version of that song is probably the best version that exists
1: I yeah I, the song is so boring and so monotonous and I hate it but they make it good
0: <laughs> yes they do and that was so Reliant K put out um, Deck the Halls Bruise Your Hands as uh, like a Christmas kind of like an EP more or less that was an attachment I think to Two Less Don't Make a Right But Three Do and then, sounds right yeah yeah and then so they released that and then later on they took all those songs and recorded several new songs for so they repackaged everything and put it into let it snow baby let it rain Dear, and that's what they put out as the actual christmas album yeah. but a lot of those songs from earlier like there's a sonic difference because it's early reliant k and mm-hmm. that was one of the very early songs yeah
1: so yeah yeah and yeah there's there are other good Reliant K Christmas songs but that one's probably the best there's also the the terrible Reliant K Oh Holy Nightmare if you remember that thing no I don't oh I have to send it to you sometime it's so terrible it was something they were doing back uh Woodland Forest or something is what they called it with some little flash animation they were doing oh, back i think in i do remember early on yeah
0: i do remember that wow yeah god yeah
1: it is such a terrible it's called oh holy nightmare and it's uh i think it says if you search for it it'll come up with reliant k if you just put those in there you can find it on youtube um uh it is so terrible
0: hmm.
1: it's a deer that's singing oh holy night and not well I do
0: have on here that you had you you'd sent me Frank Sinatra's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas as one oh, of Oh
1: shoot. Uh, yeah, I forgot my list, so I'm just like trying to remember it. <laughs> so You yeah. got everything on
0: there I think except for that one.
1: Okay, like yeah, so we did this a while back, we made a a, a list and I lost my version of it, so I'm just like making it up as I go. And that's everything I was you, like oh, everything I you said
0: was on there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh yes, have yourself a merry little Christmas I- is it Frank Sinatra? I think I double-checked yeah. on that. I get Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin mixed up a lot because they do sound a decent amount. Of, like, and I know for y'all, Puris, Rat Pack, Uh For you who really love the Rat Pack, you're probably like, how dare you get those two mixed up? But they use similar sounds. Uh, it's just such a classic. Hmm. Uh, and I think it's such a good one. That's all I'm going to say about it. it's a classic And did you know that White Christmas and Blue Christmas Are basically the same song They're all about basically I hope your Christmas is okay but I'm going to be sad Because I'm not going to be with you hmm. And Green Christmas By, uh, uh, by Bare necked Ladies does the same thing
2: Yeah but Green Christmas is
0: uh, It's the Grinch song
1: well, Yeah Yeah yeah. but
0: Have you heard the The uh... The Grinch and Busta Rhymes song. <laughs> what is it called?
1: <laughs> I've taken my Jim headphones Curry. off.
0: It's from the Jim Carrey movie? It's the Grinch and Busta Rhymes. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway. Oh, I think it is your Mean with Mr. Grinch. It's the Grinch and Buster. <laughs> it's hilarious. A lot of Maybe rappers anywhere. do a lot of really oh funny <laughs> really funny Christmas songs.
1: Oh, there's a TLC. Uh- have a very merry Christmas or something like that. I sometimes listen to, it and it's I, so early '90s.
0: Didn't TLC do like sleigh bells? I think I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. They did some wild stuff back then. Okay, anyway. so yeah, we've talked about that. We've talked about so we'll, that. We talked about that.
0: We'll, we'll post our link to the our Christmas playlist uh, yes. for Spotify in the description down there, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it. We're, we're at an hour and 20 right now. So I think yeah. we to cut it off.
1: Yeah, we did not talk about the Nintendo Switch Online, but just know it exists.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've heard pretty bad things. Let's talk about it real quick. I've heard bad things.
1: Okay, so here's the thing about it. There have been some pretty, there have been a lot of like bad things that have been said. And the reason that I think a lot of this is happening is because people, because negative media gets more clicks. Mm. That's the first thing. Uh, The second thing is, yes, it's an emulation that isn't as great as other emulations. So you shouldn't speedrun on it, but no speedrunner is. So they're talking about things that are different, that uh, wouldn't matter. Yeah. I've been playing, I played, um, I played some of the games. I don't know all the games that well, so I can only talk about the ones that I do know well. And I'm playing through Ocarina of Time right now. Uh, I know this game very well. The version that I am playing on the Nintendo switch online is not the same version that I grew up with. I can tell that because there are a lot of subtle differences that if you've never played the game, it wouldn't mean that much to you. But for me, I'm like, this isn't working. Like it's supposed to, it's because I I learned patterns that how things that work. And I can't tell uh, if they're glitches or if it's just a different version. I'm pretty sure it's a different version. Uh, I have to do some more research on this, and I was looking up and seeing, like, uh, there's one where you get a piece of heart in the chew bowling, um, and it wasn't going by the pattern that it was supposed to. It was going very random. And that's what I've noticed. Like, this version has a lot of random patterns. It also has, like, different textures and colors because it's a different version of the game. And I think that's what's really going on with these. I think these are all just very different versions than what we got on cartridges in the mid to late 90s that we grew up with. Right. Uh, So as for how the emulation works, I guess it works great, but these aren't the versions we grew up with for uh, those of us who grew up with them. But if you've never played them before, it works just fine. It looks weird. There are things that look different. There are things that do weird things to me. But that's just because, uh, yeah, it's a different version. So I don't think it's as bad as everyone is saying. I just think it was really good, really good to make YouTube videos about how terrible it is, because you know what? People are going to click on that.
0: Yeah. Anytime,
1: well, you make, anytime you say something bad about Nintendo, people click.
0: Yeah. I think that uh, my, my only gripe about the whole 64 and Sega online experience so far they're just not enough games available. Yeah, like it's only like eight. I think it's like eight and sixty-four games or something yeah. like that. It's just there's a, a much larger catalog out there that they, that they could pull for it, and they it's just not enough
1: right yeah. now. Yeah, it's it's definitely something I think if you don't have right now, don't get it unless you absolutely want it. I would say don't get it unless you really want to play these games if you want to play them, get it. You know, it's your money. You do what you want with it. But I think more when more games start coming in and you get like Majora's Mask and Banjo-Kazooie and F-Zero X, um, yeah. those are going to be game changers for it. And also, I keep hearing there's going to be some other like DLC type stuff potentially coming with it or other games that come with it that will make it seem better over the next like six months or so. I don't know how much of that is true, but there's a lot of talk that there, even Nintendo has mentioned. Like they understand that it didn't get a great reception, and they're going to work on that. Um,
0: but they did, they did do a very sneaky thing by putting Mario sixty four on three D All Stars, making that a limited run thing. Where people, where there was a, they there was a, uh, um, what they call it, um, where there was a uh, artificial scarcity of the of that particular game, and then after they got done with that run of three all-stars then they throw it on the switch on- <laughs> to sell to sell yeah. the switch online that it, come on now
1: i don't think that that sold the switch online i don't think i think they just dumped that on there mm, uh i maybe, think the all-star but... pa- i'm I, okay i'm defending nintendo here but hey <laughs> i'm defending a here's the thing like nintendo doesn't need anyone to defend them because they're top dog right now so yeah. they're just making money they're they're people forget like they just Everybody's like, "Oh, they're so far behind PlayStation, and Xbox." Like, no, they're they're galaxies ahead of them in a lot of ways, and they're galaxies behind in other ways. They do their own thing. They're a multi-billion-dollar company, and yeah. unlike PlayStation and Xbox, all they do is video games.
2: <laughs> yeah, and they still
1: true. are making just as much money as those other two companies who are being held by electronic companies that uh, are funding them. Yeah. But, um. So here I am defending a billion dollar corporation next week. Listen to, as I defend Amazon. No. Um, oh my God. I want to yeah, be tuning but, in for that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but seriously, like I think maybe I don't know the whole backstory, but you got to think that they, the for the 20th anniversary or the 35th anniversary of Mario, they were going to have, um, there, they were talks. They already talked about a movie coming out, which, uh, I believe, got delayed. It's supposed to come out next year. Uh, They were going to have Mario. Mario showed up at the end of the 2016 Olympics. They made a mention of Mario Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because the president came out of a Mario pipe, uh, the president of Japan, and they were going to use Mario in the Olympics, probably. In fact, they were. Uh, Nintendo was going to be involved in the, uh, the Olympics that came up this year. They pulled out because of how much the backlash in Japan was against having the Olympics this year with the with because they were having some serious struggles with COVID at the time. Mm. Uh, And Nintendo said, we won't we won't do this. And so other video game companies had their music in it. Nintendo had nothing. They just pretend like the Olympics didn't happen because they were they knew that marketing this was a bad idea. Uh, So they were going to do that. They're going to have the Super Nintendo World was opening and they were going to do this, these toys, which they came out with. And I think COVID destroyed all this. Mm. And this was scraps. And I think the 3D All-Stars pack was just like, was going to, I think it was going to be bigger and better. But because of COVID, they just put out what they could. And then I think with the whole 3D All-Stars and with the uh, Super Mario 64, they throw it onto the Nintendo Switch Online because they've already got a version of it that they can do that that works on the Switch. Because you got to remember, like, just because it was on the Nintendo 64 doesn't mean it works on the Switch without somebody working on it. Well, they already got a version that works. So that was just thrown in after the fact. I I don't think they were selling the Nintendo Switch online, thinking people were going to buy it to play Super Mario 64. Hmm. They were hoping people would play Ocarina of Time and uh, whatever else is on there. Yeah, I don't know what else is on Mario there, Kart. The, rest of the games are not great. We need Mario to play Kart. Mario Kart to get. We have not played against each other online. That's one of the things we keep saying we're going to do, but we have not.
0: Yeah, our time difference is kind of brutal. Yeah, in all honesty.
1: So. so we can't give a review of what it's like to play online against other people. Uh we can only I can only say like Ocarina of Time's different, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go out and buy it right now unless you really wanted to. I would wait and see what else what other perks they offer in the future. You
0: know what I did buy though? What did you buy? I got a hold after searching for over a year. I got a hold of an Xbox Series X.
1: Whoa. Yes. Is that the new one? I don't know the name. I get screwed yeah, up on the names. So
0: there's the series uh, I I bought a series a Series S, which is relatively easy to get hold of a that, few months ago. And that's I,
1: the smaller version or like the not as cool. The Series as,
0: S is the the small one that doesn't have um it's online only. It doesn't have the uh the optical drive. Um so you gotcha. can't put in Xbox games into it. The Series X is basically everything it yes it has backwards compatibility all all the way back to some original xbox games
1: that's pretty Um, cool not as easy as you think it would be what's that it's like that's cool and also not as easy as everybody thinks it would be yeah to do backwards compatibility that's actually kind of all the way
0: back to like games from like 2001 yeah so um i do have some xbox games at home that i've always wanted to try and get into playing but i haven't for example Um, I acquired a copy of uh, Fallout Brotherhood of Steel on the original Xbox, which is a terrible, terrible Fallout game that breaks all the lore. And is probably the reason that the Fallout franchise got canceled and turned off for a while. (laughs) But uh, I have a copy of it. I've always wanted to play it. I just haven't had a hardware to play it on. So I might, whenever I go back, play Fallout Brother of Steel and see what all the fuss was about um,
1: yeah it would be shocking because I wouldn't be shocked if you're like this is actually not that terrible of a game
0: uh, I've heard people say it's not really that terrible of a game but as far as being a Fallout game it's not terrible it's not a terrible game but it is a terrible yeah. Fallout game so
1: yeah I think you sometimes you play those games and you're just like this is an alternate universe
0: yeah yeah. Just it's definitely not canon it. for sure
1: yeah um, you'd like to shoot it out of a cannon.
0: Yeah, that was dumb. As a Fallout fan, it's something that's on my to do list. But um, there are a few games I'm just playing.
1: We need YouTube Fallout content. I know nothing about Fallout.
0: I know, but there's uh, first of all, yeah, there's so many problems. I would, I don't like making YouTube videos by myself. Um, I like doing it in like a dialogue format. Like I think our videos that we make together are are better than my videos that I make by myself.
1: I, I don't know. You made one video. What was it? The Super Charlie Brothers or whatever.
0: Oh, yeah. From the yeah Tom DeLonge and To The Stars. Yeah. Uh, I still yeah.
1: think that is one of the best review videos I've seen on the internet. It's really? just the way you did it, your cadence, what you discussed, what you showed. I just thought it was a very good video. Thank you. I
0: appreciate that.
1: Yeah. It, 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 I looked at it. I was like, this is better than any uh, review I've done. Definitely. Well, it's better than a lot of people's reviews I've seen.
0: It was. So that video, that that Super Charlie video is is a like, is a mashup of like everything I'm interested in. So it's Tom DeLong, Blink One Eight Two, To the Stars, uh, the 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 novel that it's promoting is about ghost hunting, and uh, it's a Mario game. So yeah. it's like everything that I'm interested in all in one, and no one else was talking about it. And Flash was ending, so Adobe was pulling Flash off the market. So it was like. The culmination it's like, yeah, I had I would have been pissed off myself if I wouldn't have made that video, so yeah.
1: it was yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it was a really great, obscure video uh game I've never heard of so. I've never
0: seen anyone else make a video about it. Oh. I've seen people do like try and do um like playthroughs of it, but I haven't seen you actually yeah. like make an actual video about that so yeah
1: that that is sometimes we we have that lack of market where we have a lot of people doing playthroughs but not a lot of people doing like long form or even short form um, scripted videos on these obscure games yeah. that are not like a meme video but an actual video about the game yeah
0: well, fallout is a very well covered franchise like oh, there's there's a tons of fallout video fallout youtubers out there that do way better like there's oxhorn there's mr mighty plays there's miniature nerd There's plenty of um YouTubers out there who do a really good job of explaining fallout lore and gameplay and everything else. And I don't think I'm I mean I don't think I have time for it to be honest. It's such I'm over here. There's so much depth involved in that franchise that this the reason I love the franchise is there's so much lore and depth and so much um so many things that parallel our world that uh it's like worst case scenario apocalyptic, yeah.
1: So. I'm over here making videos on, uh, on a, uh, very well covered and very famous video franchise series franchise in the legend of Zelda yeah. or super Mario brothers, which are like, like two of the top 10, uh, best-selling game video game series of all time. Yeah. Like they've, they've sold over a hundred million copies. Other video games. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the first person to do this. I know Fallout's <laughs> not as big as those two games. So I think you'd be fine if you started doing Fallout yeah. videos. I don't know.
0: I, don't know. Uh, I feel like once I, once I, um, once you open up Pandora's box, you can't put it back
1: in. So maybe you should yeah. do like, uh, maybe we need some obscure Fallout TikTok things, like random things you run into. You're like, what the heck is this? This NPC is yeah. doing something weird.
0: There is a, without uh, I any firm reference, you won't understand it. So, never mind. But anyway, we're at an hour and a half now. So, we need to cut it off yes. here.
1: So, we are going to cut this off here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say something and then I just blanked.
0: Our next uh, episode, we're going to next- count down our top 50 songs of 2021.
1: Yes. And yes. our next next episode, which we might film at the same time or record at the same time that we record our next episode, will be our top twenty top twenty twenty one countdown. Yeah, of like the best of twenty twenty one.
0: Everything best of everything. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. We're just gonna come up with. A rant. We might do it on the fly, just like random things that we best of. What's the what's the best humidifier of twenty twenty one?
2: The best humidifier. Mm. Oh. I
1: don't know. I don't know. I don't have a joke. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> the one that humidifies. Yeah. Anyway, right. uh, thanks for listening to this. And uh, remember, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, Die Hard is a Christmas movie.
0: That's the takeaway from this whole podcast. Yeah. That-
1: and also find an artist that mentions their name in a song without actually talking about themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, send it to us, please. I'm curious to know if that actually exists.
1: It's not a myth. I'm I'm so skilled. It's not a myth. Give me a sword, I will smith.
0: Thanks for listening to the Infinite Podcast.
2: Life is not written in ink. We change. We grow. We make mistakes. We learn, and eventually we fade away. Life is written in pencil. Thank you for listening to the In Pencil podcast.